You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in store and on Menards.com. Save big money at La 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 Inner Wealth Podcast La 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 Inner Wealth Podcast La 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 Inner Wealth Podcast You know what day it is Inner Wealth Podcast Meditate and give So manifest the greater this And things all good Cause I say it is Investing in inner wealth Real generational wealth Is mental health It's an inside game No toxicity Let's talk and more listening Ladies and gentlemen, and now introducing David McCullough, founder of Inception, the first mental health gym. La 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 la. Inner wealth podcast. La 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 la. Inner wealth podcast. La 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 la. Inner wealth podcast. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Inner Wealth Podcast. I got a special guest in the building. I got my girl Kale all the way from, I want to say Bahamas, but really she's originally from Jamaica, so I'm not going to say just what up, though. I'm going to say Wagwan. Wagwan. What's up, Kale? I'm good. How are you? Good. So we back again, mm-hmm. and um, you came to Inception probably 2019, so let's, let's set this whole thing up because you were in my inbox in 2019 when we started to kind of go viral. And um, at that time, I, I was I was pretty much local. I had a lot of people coming locally, but I got an inbox from you, and it really caught me off guard because you were like, "I'm in the Bahamas," because I was getting messages from people in Africa and stuff like that, like, "Oh, we need to put this here and put that there." And so when you hit me up, I kind of put you in that category. You was like, "No, I, I'm coming. <laughs> I'm coming for two weeks, and I need to know how to do it." So. You were going to do every day for two weeks straight, which I thought was a lot. Mm-hmm. But after you kind of start sharing your story, and that's where we start about the story. So what mm-hmm. what was going on to bring you to that point where you felt like you need to come from sunny Bahamas to, well, it wasn't cold, it was it was summer, but to, yeah. to Michigan, a place you never visited before, right? And, and when you, you look up, you see Detroit first. <laughs> <laughs> the scary part first, <laughs> not the beautiful Farmington Hills. But um, my partner had died 
you know, this is for me so far, that was quote unquote my person, mm. a person that mirrored my fun, bubbly, outgoing personality. We loved the same thing. We had the same favorite color, you know, arguments never go into the next day. I was sharing last night with my friend. One time I was arguing with him and because he's so much taller than me. I draped him and pulled him down to me. And when I look at him, mm. I started smiling and I forgot what I was arguing about. And then that was it, you know. So he died and it was hard. It was, it was, it was really hard. Um, we never celebrated Halloween before, mm. you know, being Jamaican, you know, Anyone from Jamaica could tell you. Your grandparents would be like, we don't play with that, you know? Yeah, Jamaicans don't play with that. Yeah, a, that lot of, a lot of y'all still stoning people. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, so, right? We don't stone people. Uh, no, they no, throw no, rocks no. at people. I heard about all that. You if know. they're fighting, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but they're a lot more liberal now. Back in the day, you know, Jamaica is known for hardcore. You know, you, you can't be gay in Jamaica. When I was yeah. in Jamaica as a team, being gay is an abomination. Like, you'll get hurt. Oh, the chichi man. Yeah, and, uh, exactly. Mate but, boy. But, and... but now they, yeah. now they're walking around and they're living their lives. So I think Jamaica mm. come a, a good way with stuff like that. But like I was said, growing up, you know, you, your grandparents said, like, we don't celebrate Halloween. That's that's the devil's thing, you know. And coming out of Jamaica, you see everyone celebrating Halloween. They dress up. It's not about what, well, I don't know what it's really about because it's not a part of our culture. But it's a fun thing to do, you know. Mm. You dress up as your favorite character. It's not like what your you know. They what? Were... <laughs> I'm not doing it with <laughs> you, David. Uh, you know your favorite character. Uh, character. <laughs> so, um, we went to Halloween, and this is my first time celebrating Halloween, and we were there. He he wasn't drunk um, mm. when we were there. You know, there's so much. I say rumors because I never seen a document with a doctor saying that he was drunk because of the accident. And I, for one, knew that he only had one glass of champagne. Mm. None of us were heavy drinkers. So he he met in an accident. You know, he in fact, he drive behind us and we got home safe. And then he left to go home. He texts me and says he was home. I later found out that he went with his friends, you know, to a next spot. And they might have been drinking there, too. I wasn't there, so I can't say what happened. And no one still haven't given me the full story because I am not approachable on the topic. I At the time, I wasn't, like, I didn't want to hear anything from anyone because of the hurt. So he met in the accident. Um, you got in a car accident? Yes. Okay. Um, the Sunday morning, no matter what happened, he takes his parents to church. If he's not at his house, he's at mine. He's not one of those guys who was all over the place. Mm. So when his parents called me and says, you know, we need him to come take us to church. I'm saying he's not here. You know, there's like where he is. You know, his sister stopped missing me. You sure he ain't there? You uncovered from him? Like he's not here. As a female, the first thing you think is, well, you wasn't here. Mm. Where are you? Right. So I instantly, you know, I had access to his social media. All his social media was logging 
to my iPod because we use the same iPod. And normally when he's going to any of the parties, it will be off of Facebook. So I looked to see. I couldn't tell where he was, but I noticed um, a missed call from a strange number. And he always says the only number he knows out is that it's me and his mom. His mom had the same number. It was the hospital. Mm. So, yeah, we went to the hospital and then all hell break loose in my head because, you know, I'm seeing him. Every bone in his body is broken mm. except his right hand. So it goes on where we were trying to get him stabilized. The Bahamas just at the time weren't able to deal with everything what was going. His skull is cracked. Cheekbone is broken. I say every bone. So even if he survived, he would have been in a wheelchair. That's how bad it was. Mm. So as the days go on, you know, I'm trying to process it. You know, everyone is praying. His family is, has a strong Christian background. So everyone is praying. I felt like we could have prayed more. I felt like, I still feel like so we you should want, have you, prayed you, more. You, you were saying that he was going to get too... Um, airlifted to another yeah. hospital. Yeah, we he had to, but he had to be stabilized first. It was mm. between here and Cuba. So he never he never got stabilized no, he, and then and then he passed away. Yeah, so he passed away 7 days later on our anniversary. Wow. And what state of being were you in when you heard that? Like I went crazy. So I was at the time I was at the restaurant doing the renovations and a friend of mine who is a doctor at the hospital. The speed that she pulled up with I knew, but Denial tell me no. It's not he he's not dead. And she was like, Did they tell you no? And she picked me up and she took me at the hospital. And when she took me there, they already brought him to the morgue. And I didn't even though, you know, when you're in the morgue, you have to be dead. The doctors have to. And I was like, No, he's not dead. Open the door. And they would not let me in the morgue. So I beat, I kicked the door, I beat and kicked the door, and I was disrupting the entire hospital, so they let me in. And at the time, I felt like if I touch him with all the faith that I know I have in me and the love that I have for him, he was going to come back. Like, God would just not let him die. And with all of that, it just didn't happen. And I know I was there for a while. You know, I can't say how long I was there. I really can't. I would probably have to ask the doctor how long I was there because for me, it's all like flashes. I lost a lot of my memory along that time. I can't remember most of 2017 and 2018 because of the post-traumatic stress disorder. So the, the post-traumatic stress before his death or after? After his death. Yeah. So, um... After the whole Marg incident, you know, I come out. I didn't stop praying because I feel like the same God of Abraham in those days who were working in America is the same God we have today. I I prayed and I prayed some more. I cried. I prayed. Food was not in the picture since then. Like, I just couldn't eat. Mm. And after not eating for a couple of days, in my mind, I was like, how is my body functioning? Do I even need food? Mm. You know, this is the first time I'm ever in the state of mind, you know, because I'm a little foodie. Right. Well, you're, you're, you're a chef, too. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I'm like, OK. But I was drinking, you know. So you were drinking to to at after he passed away, you're saying, or before? Um, I was drinking. Let me clear that up. I never touched alcohol. I'm not sure why. <laughs> I look back at it. No, I never touched any kind of drugs during that time, but I was drinking healthy juices like I was blending fruits, natural juices, 
you know, all the island fruits, the soursop. I fell in love with soursop. I never liked it growing up, but during that time, I just fell in love with it. And you said you were you were saying that the weight loss, the dramatic weight loss the that dramatic you had. Dramatic weight loss. Um, so he died November 7th. October, when, you know, everyone gets in shape for carnival, you know, I, I deleted those <laughs> those stuff now, but those who know me from Carnival could tell you my costumes are normally as dare as you bear, uh, you know, and, mm. you know, and I was trying to lose 10 pounds and I could not lose 10 pounds for the life of me. Like I was trying to fit in this one particular, and I, it just didn't happen. And here it is a month later, I, at the time I was 168. This is October, December, I was 90 pounds. Wow, that's drastic. And and he passed away when? November 7th. So a month later, you had dropped what? What? That's almost... <laughs> it, it, I, I looked sick. That's a lot of the, weight. The, the the crazy part about this is um, some some of my soca friends, they, they flew from the States, and they came to the restaurant in the Bahamas. So they wanted to take a picture in front of the restaurant, and I took the picture with them, and my best friend took a picture too. Later, I'm going through her phone because she have more pictures of my restaurant things happening than I do. And I'm going through her phone and I see the picture with me. And I was like, well, who's that with them? I didn't see her. Mm-hmm. And I remember Robin's eyes filled with tears and she said, Kel, that's you. I wasn't looking in the mirror and I, I, I look at it and I look at the outfit. And I was like, that's me. And I told her to delete the picture. And I went in her bathroom and I look in the mirror and that's how, you know, she came up with my calling my eyebrows, the unruly eyebrows. I I didn't know I had a unibrow <laughs> mm. <laughs> because I, I always get my eyebrow waxed on time. Because at know? that point in time, you were, you were, you were yeah, kind of in a state of yeah. freeze. You weren't really. Uh, I stopped grooming myself. Mm. You know, my nail tech of 12 years could tell you consistently I have a French manicure. I don't wear polish. Because it chips. It's not just cooking. Like, I, I, I just don't like it. I like to look down at my nails, and it's fine, mm. you know? So always had a French manicure, hands and feet. For the 12 years, she could tell you I did nothing else, and she always tried to introduce stuff, and she could only introduce it on one finger, and that's it. So I I stopped all of that. Stop combing my hair, mm. you know, natural hair out, not permed. So, you know, you have the natural hair mm. in the root, the perm at the end. Oh, right. <laughs> you know, it was bad. It was bad. And looking at the picture, I honestly didn't know it was me. And as time go on, I was angry with God at first because this is someone who knows God. You know, I only had a relationship with my creator growing up. I cannot say I'm the church girl. I I am not. So even though I was prayful and every major step I was doing, I I would pray and fast first and say, God, you know, I'm young and, you know, I'm in my 20s doing major stuff. I say, I know I don't have the wisdom, so please guide me. I always fast and pray on every major move, but I wouldn't go to church. You know, I, I, I just, I was just like, church people do too much. I, I wasn't for church. But he, on the other hand, grew up in church. And at the time, you know, he would play instrument in church. And he would try to get me to go to church too. Mm-hmm. He got me to go a few times. 
So I was like, God, that's that's your people's like that's your son. Like he knows you. You know, he knew scriptures. When I was the when we got the building for the restaurant mm-hmm. and I got the keys, the first thing he did was pray over the keys. He held my hand and pray over it. And I must say that's one of the, the biggest attractions. The new Super Beats Heart Shoes Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. Support your healthy CoQ10 levels and blood pressure with two chews a day. Visit RadioBeatsBeets.com and save 15% with promo code DEAL. ...that I had to him, you know, and him quote in scriptures. And like I said, I always went back to look, say, hey, let me see if this boy knew what he's talking about, you know. Mm-hmm. And he knew what he was saying. So when that happened, I was like, this is me out here living my life, walking naked every chance I get in carnival, doing whatever it is that I feel like do. And he was do he was doing that too, but he was trying to do a better. So right. how come he died? And so that created more shock, though. Yeah, just and the, I'm just here. The, just the um, not understanding. Yeah, I, I couldn't why understand and things it. Of that nature. So what what point did you get to the place where? I mean, obviously you lost, you know, a lot of weight, you know. Mm-hmm going into depression, things of that nature. Um, what, 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 what were you like before that? Before that? Because it's always bef- people no. think about the one event, because I think you had a uh, some experience in understanding that you had trauma before that too, yeah, right? Yeah, so uh, growing up in Jamaica is, is, is not easy. I, I refuse to say I grew up poor in Jamaica because I didn't. I, I, I'm not going to curse my blessings and the hard work of my family. But... Because I grew up middle class, I felt like it was poor until I met poor friends in high school. My prep school friends weren't poor because it's a private prep school. And even though high school is somewhat private, you have an integration of all different types of school there. You know, so, you know, after school, when you go to your friend's house and you realize that all of them was sharing one room, it's like, whoa, all of them in one room? Mm. You know, there's this this um, popular entertain out of Jamaica now, you know, Spice, everyone knows her. When she took me on the beach where she lived, it was sh- kind of shocking for me. I was like, I think it's cool to live on the beach, but... She, she lives on the beach? Yeah. Okay. And they, they built houses on the beach at the time, you know? Okay. And I remember we were in like grade eight and this girl... I admire her ambition was buying her own furniture and paying for it. And she made me want to do something because I'm like you know she's not as fortunate as I am and I'm just here you know and I always looked up to her for that but however in Jamaica you know it was just it's beatings like I got beatings day in and out because I was tomboy Mm. so they tell me I can't go in the mango tree like and every time they tell me I can't that was a reason for me to go in the mango tree you know we joke about me falling out an apple tree. I fall out an apple tree when it was raining because the tree was slippery and I fell in the mud and I fell so hard when I fell, it locked, <laughs> knocked the wind out of my, I couldn't breathe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember my grandfather standing over me and be like, Mikhail, Mikhail. And all I could do was blink my eyes until he took me up. I never went back into that apple tree, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. It, and, you know, in Jamaica, it was so much stuff that you saw. The, the the violence in Jamaica is normal. Where I was living in the countryside, it, it don't happen, but I went to school in Spanish Town, and they blocked the roads in protests. I The first time I saw a dead body was in Spanish Town. They had shot someone in St. Mm. John's Road. And I'm coming from high school, 
And I don't know that, like, no one in my family died before. You know, I never went to a funeral. And now I'm seeing the person later, and in my head, I remember me looking at him and be like, so he can't get up? Like, I, I never seen or experienced right. it. And I remember as the car got closer, I could have seen where all the things, his is, strife is and stuff was on the ground from where he got shot. You had a Boys in the Hood moment, you know, that movie. You want <laughs> to see a dead body? Like, <laughs> That's, that you, was, had, you had I, one I, of those moments. Right. I, I didn't realize that was trauma right there because I was yeah. seeing everything. And in Jamaica, they, they do liver, like beef liver for breakfast. Okay. And I couldn't eat that after that. That was it. To wow. this day, I, I don't eat that. That is trauma. Yeah. But I don't know that. So you. So again, let's go back to this. So you're in Bahamas. You 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 know. Um, mm-hmm. You you lose. Um, a mate. And I'm high function in the Bahamas. I have. I didn't know depression. I didn't know anxiety. I have a career. I have consultancy check coming in. And I have my own business running, and all of this is in my 20s, my late 20s. So and I'm, I'm going, going, going. I'm a businesswoman. Mm-hmm. You understand? When people found out my age, it was like, no, I never told people my age because of that. Because especially a male, they'll figure, oh, she don't know what she knows. And, and then here it is, you have millionaires paying me to go over their stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. So I never did. So I never had no problem functioning. Also, you know, I am the friend, the strong friend that everyone calls two o'clock in the morning, whether it was a breakup or whatever problems or if it was a business partner that's saying, hey, you know, I think we're going down a slope here. What could we do to save this? You know, mm-hmm. I am that person. So when I got to the point where I needed someone to call, there was no, I didn't have a friend as strong as me to call. And it was just me well, by they, myself. They just thought you were just going to pray yeah. it off, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, everyone says, pray about it, pray about it. You know, it's Kel. She going to be all right. You know, mm. and now when I ask some of my friends, they was like, Kel, that's you. We all knew you were going to be okay. You were the only one who didn't think you were going to be okay. And I was like, so that's a reason for leaving me by myself to suffer. And yeah, I... I cut off a lot of people for that. I, I, I actually did. And if it's business-wise, I have no free business advice. You have to pay me for that. And I don't care if we we're friends anymore. Like, I right. got real blunt when it came to that. So on the island, there you you, you end up going to see, like, therapists and psychiatrists I seen the time. best therapists on the island and in Florida. I started in the Bahamas first with two of what they'll say is the best, well, the two best known, you know. Mm. They could be others, they're younger, that's good, but we don't know. And every time you sit in that chair, it's 150 a pop. I was doing that four days a week because I knew You're going to therapy four days a week? Yeah, because something was wrong. I'm telling you that. So what were they doing for four days and what type of, uh, they doing cognitive behavioral therapy? Like what, what is the process of four days so, worth of traditional, what is it? So... I, I knew that they explained all of this to me, David, and like I told you, I lost a lot of memory. But I could tell you, going there, I was talking. They were explaining to me what these behaviors were. They were explaining to me my process that I'm, I am in denial, and I went from denial to accepting it and went back into denial, you know. Mm. Because like I said, at his funeral, I was still telling God, it's not too late. I said, God, it's not too late. You could still do this. Like, our generation need to see this miracle. Please show it to them. You know, I, I never, if 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 I be honest now, if 
You wanted, Someone. you wanted him to wake up? Yes, I wanted him to wake up. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted God to do something. And I never stopped hoping and praying and just saying, God, do this, you know? So while in therapy there and there, they're explaining to me, David, I, I just can't remember. But what I do know is it was not working for me because I'm talking about it. The only thing I noticed is that I, I wasn't crying to them every day anymore. But... When I left there, I was still crying for hours. You know, I cry myself to sleep. I I wake up crying, you know. Mm. I have to talk myself getting out of bed. I have to tell myself, like, Kel, you, you have this to do. You have that. You have to be grateful for this. You know, you're stronger than this. You know, I had to prep myself to get out of bed. So what they were telling me is what I was telling myself, you know. So when I started in Miami, that's when I did the first brain scan, you know, and that's when she showed me the graph and says, this is not healthy. And then they're explaining to me and I'm looking at it and I was like, why these people tell me this? Don't they know I don't want to send It's like, they just need to do what they need to do. Right. You know, I need us. I, 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 I know something is wrong. That's fine. But what, what are we going to do to fix this? And she says, you know, normally you have both sides of your brain covered with PCD. This get people, normally people in the stage are suicidal. But when she tell me that, I was not suicidal yet. When she did tell me, I I, I wasn't there yet. Mm. You know, I I was clinging to God. I was going to church and at the time I was going to Centerville where there was Pastor Joseph and he preaches the raw word and it would hit me like a block and I couldn't stand the man for it at the time. And he was actually helping me. Mm. But, you know, that's just how pain and stuff works. So um, and that would be the only time I could get a, a full three hours sleep in on a Saturday after church. Prior to that, I wasn't Seventh-day Adventist. I, like I say, I, I wasn't the church person. And it's through that pain that led me there. So I didn't know about the Sabbath. You know, my friend Robin, she teased me and called me a bootleg Adventist. I, I didn't know their practices, but my relationship with my creator brought me there. And while he was there, it was helping. Something happened. He left. The next pastor came in that didn't have the sec- same techniques. He's more of a teacher and, mm-hmm. you know, you know, somebody who would see a scripture and research it. It wasn't. And during that time, a major slip happened because... A major the, slip? Yeah, a major slip, meaning mental slip. Okay. Because prior to that, like they said, I'm supposed to be suicidal. I never once thought about, I want to die. I was thinking, I want him to come back. You know, mm. then I was there and I was I was just sitting talking to God. I was like, God, you know, the commandment says this. Like, I'm like, I'm doing all of that. I say I'm a good person. I'm never a malicious person. No one on this earth could come and walk up and says, Kel did this. Mm. I do know that my reactions to people hurting me is excessive because I know I'm not deserving of it. You right. know, so I was like, so if I'm this person and if I'm living by what you says that mean I'm in a good place so if I die and I'm going to be with you can you just do it I'm not going to kill myself God because I don't want to go to hell I live my hell on earth so I want to go be with you so can you do this and I would do this religiously every day for a little bit and I just got sadder sadder and sadder didn't gain back any weight Um, because you were still stuck in the pain from it all right and, and then it, my dress code changed. I remember going to the restaurant, buying 
baggy polo. Mm. So the like a large and I'm a small. So it, it drops like by my hip. So it'd be like a dress and I still have a pants on under it. Mm-hmm. And it I was just sad. Like it, it, the emotional pain became a physical pain. Right. And I remember telling the, the therapist that, that I'm feeling a physical pain that started from my chest and it went all the way down past my navel and it stretched across here. And they're like, you're, you're, I, and it, there was a shape for it, David. Like it's in me. I could feel it, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm telling them this and I kid you not, they would make me feel like I was like a bit crazy about really? <laughs> crazy because they're like, <laughs> and this is a place you went to in Florida. Yeah. And this is what year? This is 2018. So we're still stuck in a time in a place where people don't understand the mind-body connection, understand that what we think and what we feel actually affects our body. If you go to hospital visits, again, the number is Mm -hmm. up to over 70 to 90% of -hmm. doctors' visits is stress. So the the brain and the body, like, they're one. So you go to a place like... You go to a place and they just like look at you like you're crazy because you're feeling physical symptoms in your body. Exactly. And And they look at you I, like you're crazy. But the thing is, they were I, I did my doctor's checkup, so everything was healthy. My heart is healthy, liver, everything is healthy. Mm. So you're like, there's no pain. Like they want to tell me the pain is in my head. I'm like, listen, right. I say stemming from right here, come over, there's something there. And it comes right here, and it goes right beneath my navel. Is there's a stiffness there? I feel it. Mm-hmm. You understand? And I'm telling them, and they're looking at me. Okay, like, okay. okay. And they knew you, you, you only know. sleep. They knew you were only <laughs> sleeping three hours a and, night. And that was my biggest thing. I was like, if I could just get some sleep, if y'all could do some. So that's when all these medications comes in. The, the they, you know, they're saying. Oh, well, I didn't know you. I didn't know they I, gave I, you medication. No, I never took it. They're, okay. they're saying, you know, we could give you this for the depression. This works for the anxiety, and I don't think my anxiety was bad enough for me to go to what the depression was really bad. So you know? did you take? You never. Why did I you never, never take that because the medication? I couldn't pronounce the names of the medication, mm. and when I googled it. And I you look read at, all the side effects. <laughs> I look at the side effects. I was like, but this don't add up to what my problem is. Like, this is going to make me sick, you know? So but, like, that, but that that knows you're you are always a high-functioning person, too. You, yeah, You know that, right? Because my average person is not going to read what's on the bottle and go look up the, the side effects. Mm-hmm. We're, we're coming to a place where people are starting to do that. Yeah. But most people wouldn't do that, right? And and I say you're high functioning because after that, even even after going through all that, well, what led you to me? How did how did that happen? So if... when I see what they were trying to give me, I was like, there gotta be some natural holistic ways to this. And holistic way took me to Sweden. I was ready to go to Sweden. You know, they have some down there. They have the neuro. That's the first time I read about the neuro. It's the place in Sweden. Mm-hmm. So. I was ready to go to Sweden because I was not going to live my life like that. And, uh, you know, I saw about the magnosphere, the flow therapy. The thing was, as I found these different places, everyone offered like one or two things that I wanted that I figured this will work for me because this is how this worked. 
what you have everything here those places have one here one there mm -hmm. you know i was going to sweden for this i would have to fly to new york for that i would have to go back to miami for the flow therapy you know mm -hmm. so everything was all over the place and i was like god i need all of this i could afford to go to sweden just to brain train at the time i could afford to go to new york But when you think about how you, am mm -hmm. I going to get the full benefit of what I'm doing if I do it like that, you know? So I, I started reading about it and I am there and I am still, I am praying, David. I, I never prayed that much. I, I really hope I could go back to that stage where my prayer life is like that. And at the time, because like I tell you, uh, we're business concerned, there were a lot of black businesses popping up, pages popping up on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I was looking of how I could see what's going on in the U.S. to take it to the Bahamas before it hit the Bahamas. So I'm following all these pages and they repost, one of them reposted you, mental health gym. I was like, mental health gym? <laughs> oh, let me see what this guy... Inception of everything that I was going, I was like, God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So that's when that, I messaged you. First of all, first of all, that's a big. Uh, that should be a big shock to you. That yeah, because I didn't, I didn't notice mm. beforehand. I didn't know you looked up a lot of the tools we had. Because, yeah, and, and I then, read everything that you did. And then I was, I'm black. <laughs> like yeah. there's, there's, there's there no was other no, black people no, doing there was what no I'm other doing. black people doing this and no one had everything mm. you had you had everything here and i was like they have places like this like for real for real so it was shocking i got excited when i see us like yep i'm gonna be okay i was excited when i see you so i messaged inception first before i message your page and i needed a reply right then Because I find what I want and I want. Right. When I hit send, <laughs> I supposed to get a reply. I think I uh, uh, I send you the message maybe. For me, it might have been seconds after, but in my head, it's too long after. So you replied to me and I was like, yeah, I'm coming. And I explained to you and then, you know, Hanina replied then. And I'm like, so where's the closest hotel? And you guys are telling me. And I remember even though... I remember paying for everything like a month before I got here because like I was serious about right. coming and I wanted to make sure when I come here, this Every, is the appointment, right, you know, right. I could get in. So I remember finishing. I was so excited about coming here. I, I finished. Remember I was here a day early. You were? Oh. Yeah. I finished everything in California a day yeah, early because I started look at the time. I was like, oh, there's a time difference mm -hmm. between there and here. And so when I got here, I remember telling you like, I need, I was specific. I need to do at least 15 brain training <laughs> before <laughs> now, now I leave. I do remember that. And I need to do 15 magnets, but I only want to do five float. He was like, no, no, that's not how it works. I was like, what do you mean? You have to do more float. I was like, really? So um, well, I never had anybody try to come and tell me how they needed to do <laughs> yeah. the services. And I was like, I was like, hold on. What are you trying to do? You told me the story. That's when I was like, I already mm -hmm. knew you were in freeze. Mm -hmm. And freeze response, again, we always share with our listeners. That's just a that's just a brain state that our body goes into for survival. It typically happens when we have um, abandonments, mm -hmm. uh, loss. You know, that is the reason why that happens is because 
basically you cannot do anything about the event. Mm-hmm. See, fight or flight, you're going to fight the situation. You're going to run from it. Freeze is like helplessness. Yeah. Like you were helpless. Yeah. And, and, and the two, freeze typically happens from shock trauma. When something happens oh, like like shock. so unexpected. Because mm-hmm. you weren't expecting that. No. And then you weren't, ex- I mean, again, you then you start adding in all the beliefs mm-hmm. on top of it. Like, well... Well, he loved Jesus, and Jesus wasn't supposed to take him away. And then, mm-hmm. so you 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 ruminate yeah. and go all these things, what, reasons why. Mm-hmm. That's just us trying to process and make sense of what happened to us. But you were in freeze, and I was like, if she come and do these services, and she in freeze, she gonna have mm-hmm. a lot of emotions came up come up. So then you came in, and I was like, yeah, she's in freeze. Yeah. And after that first day, so what happened to you after you came and you 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 experienced the first first series of uh the first circuit really that you did. The first day was funny because, you know, sleep was a problem. Mm. But I went in the float tank and fall asleep in the float tank. And, like, in a couple of seconds I wake up, the float tank is dark and I'm in water. And I'm like, where am I? <laughs> so I freaked out a little bit in the float tank. I was like, oh, 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 you know you mind telling me where you're I'm like, oh, okay, I'm here. And I felt relaxed. I felt relaxed after my first circuit. And I was like, okay. I feel relaxed. Let's, let's, let's see where this goes, you know? Because remember, I never seen a brain training machine. I've never mm. seen a magnosphere, you know? I've never even seen the float tank. I read about all this and how good it is, but I'm looking at it and be like, this thing exists, like, and this is going to help me. I'm in awe of this too, and I'm wondering if. You know, normally when you think about you're going through something like that, you think you need some nails and some hammer, you know, because yeah. it's, it's that bad, you know, but this is so. Well, we talked about that off air because yeah. most people, when they think about um, when they think about our type of services, they want to have something. They want to come in and they want to get hit over the head. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, like if you go to a massage, I want deep tissue. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you want that. And it's like. When you come into our environment, we're not going to create, we're not going to have an environment that's just as jarring as the trauma you just experienced, right? Like, no, everything is going to be quiet, Mm -hmm. peaceful, relaxing, and subtle. Yeah. Because the body needs to settle, because we're talking about safety. Yeah. That's all it was. Your body just felt like, we're not safe, Kale, so I'm going to go into freeze, and I'm going to protect you, Mm -hmm. and um, you're going to be Okay. Then you came and you did that circuit. You say, oh, I felt relaxed. But mm-hmm. let's talk about the next day when yeah. I get a call from Hanine, who uh, is one of our inner fitness trainers. She calls me. Or she texts me and she said, Kale didn't show up today. I'm like, damn, this girl <laughs> didn't want to get kidnapped in Detroit. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, my God. So, I'm, so I call you. I'm like, and you pick up. I said, Kale, is, you missed your appointment. And he was like, oh, oh, uh. I just, I overslept and I never oversleep. I, I mm-hmm. was like, yeah, mm-hmm. I know why you overslept though. Cause yeah. your body finally started to start to move. Could you imagine all those years? Stuck. All those years. How many years? So he died in 2016. 2016, yeah. hell? November 7, 2016. So all you got time. to me 2019, yeah. like June, July. So. Summer. So how yeah, did like you manage you, for those years being stuck in that pattern like that? Like, I worked. Oh well, that there you go. I worked. You you turn that you turn that energy. I worked. And, so let me and, ask you and, though: was the was the job? Did that at least give you enough something to 
get out of bed and, and to put energy yeah. towards? Yeah, the challenge of making more money. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's true. Like, I, I hired two persons to be mental support. I hired, like, they had you jobs. Hire, you hire actual people as, like, mental health support yeah, for you. I and hi- most, and most, people, a, most people can't do that. I had a, a Christian lady who was mm. very praying. Her name is June. She held my hands and dry tears more than she actually worked. Well, I, that was the work. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> she, was a, you know, she was a container yeah. taking all your emotional <laughs> yeah. stuff. You know, um, Sheem. Sheem was, <laughs> Sheem did so much. Like, I, I I, don't know. I think I am fortunate to have those two people work with me because I don't know what his job title was. He did everything there but cook. But um, he was also picking up my daughters from school, you know, because mm. I didn't feel like it, you know. Mm-hmm. So those two people were there for those reasons. And I, I knew I needed that. But if you ask the persons who I wrote their business plans or I went over their business plans, they would tell you it's some of my better work. If you check my stats from my career, like I passed every exam that I did, never scored underneath 98. When you were in freeze. Yeah. While you was dealing with all the grief. So you yeah. can you can be a, so it just shows you you can be a high performing person who's traumatized. Yeah. Right? So where work was concerned, like I never, I made, I never made that much money in my life. My life was work. It was what took me away. But what happened was the minute the restaurant is closed and I don't have anything to work on, all hell broke loose. That means I would be crying for hours. They could tell you if. It's a period where I'm just focusing on the restaurant because I have so much things out of the way. Remember, I'm getting stuff out of the way because I'm focused on it. So nothing mm. is being delayed. The minute that lunch rush is over, I go in my storeroom and lunch rush is over at 2.30 and I would cry until 7 o'clock. Wow. So June would have to come in there and pray. She would have to come in there. She means, you know, is them rough Jamaicans. Hey. You better do better, you know. Get up and, and stop going with your foolishness. You know, you're, you're stronger than this. Get up. <laughs> his, his way was not very nurturing. Right. right. June was nurturing. And, and you do need that sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes he would get mad at me too and be like, yo, like stop punk out, man. <laughs> you know? Right. And you, need that. you needed that. So it was a, a balance from the two of them while June was just like, you know, she was amazed Knowing who June, so she met me in that state. So he doesn't know who I was before that. Oh, okay. But what he could see was my potential based on my business performance. Mm -hmm. June knows me maybe like 20 years. Okay. I could say so. So she saw you go through that whole process. So she watched me grow into a businesswoman. She watched me party like a rock star. She watched me Mm. do do everything, you know. Her daughter sleep at my house with my daughter, you know. So this is somebody who knows me. So for her to see me come off that pedestal all the way down here, she was like, I don't know what to do, Kel. I don't know what to say to you. I just, I just could just be your friend. And really, that's all I needed her to be at the time because those who were my friend wasn't there, you know. 
So I could tell anybody who, you, you know, you're looking up to your boss, they're running this successful business, they're more, they have more mess going on in their head than you do. Don't try to measure up to that person. Try to be the best version of yourself. All these persons that you're putting on a pedestal that's saying, yeah, I want to be like this person because outside you're seeing the bag, the cars, the this. You know, I am that girl that I know other females look at and be like, I want the bag that she have. I want to look like her. But the mess that was going on in my head, and even in that state, I tell you, I would walk into Gucci. They, when I walk into Gucci, they know who's walking in. And I would buy a bag to feel good. And I, I bought so much stuff then that I never touched. It was just I wanted to feel something. Mm. So I don't know what to say to somebody who's looking up to that person other than they have more mess going on in their head. Be a, be a better version because of yourself. People Try look, something. People were looking up to you when you had, you can go, you said you can go drop a, what, buy a bag, what, $2,000 for the a least, bag? That's the least I would spend on a bag because, like, and I How many bags it. did you buy? I have a, so my sale after Inception, I sold over 25 bags. So during that time of 2016 mm -hmm. to about 2019, you bought that much bags. And how how did you feel after you bought those bags, though? It felt, you get one little, you felt a little good right right then. But then after I go home and I look at it and I put it back in the dust bag and I put it back in the box and I put it in the closet, I was still going to bed crying. I still missed him. So the retail therapy didn't, no, didn't work. No. And then too, you're from, you're from the Caribbean islands. You're mm -hmm. from Jamaica. You, you you lived in the Bahamas. Like the, the sunny days. Oh, your how sunny many, days. How many days and, and is it the, sunny there? Oh, it's sunny every day. And when it rains, it rains for not even an hour. You know, if, even right. if it rained for an hour, the sun is coming right back out. You know, you know it's South not, Florida was the same way. Right, it's not yeah. how it rains here and it's raining for hours mm -hmm. and it get dark and gloomy. It would be raining and the sun is still out. Yeah. You know, and I did spend a lot of time at the beach. I would just go by the beach and sit for hours and, and stare, you know. Did you at least have your feet in the sand? Yeah. So, yeah. So you, you were grounded. And, but yeah, even I did still, have my feet in the sand. There's still layers and levels and, uh, to if, it. If my favorite thing, I think I still have a lot of sunset pictures on my page. If you look at my page, you think, like, all I do is go to the beach. <laughs> but <laughs> but it, it was my routine that I, I rush home to catch a sunset, and I sit on the beach, I watch the sunset. Um Prior to that, you know, I would run maybe five miles per day. And after I run, I go into the salt water so I wouldn't have any sore muscles, you know. Mm -hmm. So I knew how to self-care, but self-care wasn't at the forefront. Now, after, of course, after I leave Inception, I was spending more time in the water because I spent a lot of time on the beach, but right. not in the salt water, you know. I would walk along the beach. It would rush up and stuff. But now, you know, I do go in. Floating in the beach is not. The same Not as the same. in the tank, you know. So let's go back though to the you, you, we talked about the first day, then you, the second day, same thing happens. Yeah, I was Kale over overslept. <laughs> I, I, but this, this is this is shocking to me. This is ten hours. The, the first time, okay, that happened. This the the next day now, and like I say, it was like probably after seven, and I set the alarm to wake me up the next day for nine because I my appointment was at ten. Mm -hmm. And I just laid down and I went to sleep and I didn't wake up and I didn't wake up to use the bathroom or anything. Right. So when the alarm goes off, I think that I, I set it for 
nine o'clock that night because there's no way I just slept. But I was confused because I felt rested and I felt like cranks. My body was just, so I was like, did I really sleep or did I just nap? It's 9 p.m. And I, you know, I pull because I had my room in blackout mode. Mm. Pull and I see the light out and I was like, but it's seven o'clock. The light was out. So maybe it's still the time, you know, because remember this was summer here. Right. And seven o'clock when I did that, it was light out. That's why mm. I pulled the blackout curtains. So I was a little confused. I was like, well, what's going on? And that's when I call and ask, you know, did y'all give me something? <laughs> Meaning did we drug you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, did y'all put something in my treatment? I was like, but I didn't drink anything. Right. So what did y'all do? Why am I sleeping for so 10 you, hours? You had this amazement. Like, were you were you in kind of a, like a disbelief? Yeah, because, David, it's been years. Right. It's been years. Mm. My sleep pattern prior to that, I would have a full night's sleep, but I'll get up two, three times. But I would have a full night's sleep. I, I, they would tell you that I'm not a night person. I know every day party that's happening because from then I knew I was never a night person. When night comes, I want to sleep, mm. you know. So 10 hours, I'm sleeping and I couldn't get three hours sleeping unless it was a Saturday. And here it is like, boom, like a couple of days I'm sleeping 10 hours and I'm like, nah, something, something, right? They doing something to me up here. They doing something. Did you notice? Now, if you can go back and look at that uh, process as an observer, um, those two days you were sleeping better. Could you tell that you were coming back to life? Because and the reason I ask is because when I was in freeze, when I was stuck in freeze for those years, and I went and did brain training for the first time, we we sat down with the owner of the company that I was getting using my equipment from, right? Mm-hmm. And he was showing me. He was showing me my brain on a brain map. And mind you, I don't do brain mapping anymore, so I don't want people messaging me like, hey, can you do a brain map? So so he showed me my brain said, man, you made some drastic shifts. And I remember I was sitting there, and I, because I'm normally a person, I'm kind of jokey-jokey, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm joking around with him. And my dad walked out with, with me, and he was like, man, you hadn't been joking around since you came back from Florida. And I was like almost a year. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even, I didn't personally notice that I stopped joking around and and so did you notice i noticed because that's how our food episode came in i wanted a full plate of food (laughs) oh yeah food episode yeah yeah yeah, i wanted a full plate of food so because your appetite came back yeah okay and and i am not there five days yet you know this was and you was going on two weeks there (laughs) yeah so I, I wanted, like, I remember being like, I remember sitting there and being like, I just want this big plate of food. I just, I just want to eat some food. And that's when I found the, you know, rest in soul, Mr. Man, guy. Yeah. You know, I found this little place down the road and the, the food wasn't it. And, and, and I had to tell him, I'm like, listen, this is not Jamaican food and, and what you're doing here, this, this cannot work, you know. I later on help him with what he's doing and I am so happy that I do that. And when I came back the second time, he says, I'm making more money. The, I I listened to what you said and it's, mm-hmm. it's working for me, you know, so I'm happy that I, I, I did that. And then you referred your spot to me and I got upset. I was like, is this food? This is not food. I'm not eating Listen, this. All, all Jamaicans and then you know, you know how my preference is because first of all, all Jamaicans, all they do is criticize each other's food. <laughs> like they ain't never have this <laughs> Jamaican food. So Fenton, when the Jamaican he, he like go. a Jamaican place, that's where you eat Jamaican food. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Same thing with the Chinese. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But but the Jamaicans who come to Michigan, mm-hmm. 
they they change their formulas up and next you know they'll give us what we think we like but it won't be mm-hmm. like authentic I think, authentic Jamaican food I think food. some stuff should like okay if you're doing the curry chicken I realize like most persons here don't like bone in Okay, See? you could do it boneless, but still, yeah. you, still formula. The method and the seasoning should remain the same. Some things you, you just don't play. Well, that they was, that was my person's problem because I told you what was happening with her. She, she hired somebody to come and change and do the cooking, and I tried to work with her to try to get the formulation. all you want. And, I, I, I admire and, your loyalty, but that food was okay. not it. Okay, well. And we fuss about that. <laughs> and because I complained about all the food for the whole time. Because, come on, you don't eat a, a good meal and you're craving this in so long. The Mr. Finton guy made me cook my own meal in his, his kitchen. <laughs> he was like, so you, I was like, yeah, I could cook. And he made me. And then he copied what I did and did it for me. Like, I wanted fish, you know. Mm-hmm. And he did that for me a couple days in a row. But after I tell David, after they heard me mess around about how bad the food was here, they say, well, let's see you do something better. And if you don't, you got a clean inception. <laughs> so I did take them up on that offer. And long story short, I did not have to clean inception. No, she didn't have to. So again, back to this, the, 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 the depth of the story is that she cooks at, at my mom's place. And um, my mom's kitchen is not no commercial kitchen or anything for no chef to come in. It's, uh, it's no double stoves and no gas stove and all that, you know. And you come in, you... I remember you went to Meyer and mm-hmm. you bought the ingredients and stuff and you came and like, yo, you 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 did some otherworldly stuff with that food. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if this is inception coming through the food or, <laughs> or this is just you, but you know I remember what? I took Happy went home. into that food too. Happy went into that, that, that food because I remember your mom said she normally don't like curry chicken and she she right. she ate herself some lots and lots of curry mm-hmm. chicken, you know. Mm-hmm. She says normally they do it is so pepper, you can't even taste the flavors. I could taste all the flavors in this. This is this is some curry chicken, you know. <laughs> so no, I remember that, watching you, yeah. though. You had, you know, uh, again, I was observing you the whole time you were here, and, and your con- continence had definitely changed. I mean, the first day, I just mm-hmm. thought, I was like, it's, it's The first day, it, I didn't want to talk to I nobody. She didn't want to talk to nobody. You ain't just get talk, to it. You didn't want to talk to nobody after the first day. After the probably second or third day, we couldn't shut you up. Like, yeah, all I was of like, the, hey, <laughs> You know, and then then I, I don't want to sound like my, my treatment was all glitz and glamour. So I thought that his death was what brought me to that place. And, you know, after leaving, I realized that was just the icing on the cake. All those years, I was a strong friend, you know. Mm. I was taking on everybody, pressure, including my own business pressure. And You weren't a strong I, friend. You were the codependent friend. <laughs> you know, I don't know where, yeah. where, where all of that went. But, hey, this is what surfaced. So, and then there was this reoccurring dream that I've been having for a lot of years where I was in Jamaica and but every time I go to open a door I would wake up out my I thought it was a dream and I would tell my mom I would tell everybody about mm. this dream so here it is at inception and one of my brain training I fell asleep and I opened the door this is the first time this dream been going over 20 something years I opened the door during that and the dream had been going for how long? 20 something years, but okay. I never opened the door. Every okay. time I supposed to open the door, I would jump up out my sleep. I thought it was a dream, but it was actually a memory. But mm. I was too scared to open the door. So during brain training, when I fell asleep, I opened the door. You know, I'm 
I'm thinking now fear wasn't there anymore what allowed me to open the door and I remembered and I went back to the hotel and I called my mom and I said mom when I was a little girl there was this house before we moved into the bigger house and I told her the entire dream and she's like how did you remember that you never remember that and I explained I told her colors everything and she was like what did they do to you at that place? <laughs> oh my god! So, have you ever seen this? It's a show on uh, Hulu. I can't remember the name of it, man. Strangers or something like that, and they go to this uh, remote island and they start putting psilocybin in these these people's drinks who come in there because it's a resort mm-hmm. to go through healing. I was mm-hmm. like, I hope people don't start thinking mm-hmm. uh, that's what we yeah. we over here doing. I yeah. didn't. Even, I don't think I remember that. So you had mm-hmm. a. You had a memory of what happens all the time. Yeah. I've seen people yeah. come in and they'll do a circuit next, you know, they're crying so about was, the yeah. dog dying and I forgot. I was that up, happened, and I was you know? upset about that. I was up that that had me edgy and, and you know, I was like, So why why wouldn't they tell me about that? So um Why I, wouldn't we tell I, you about what? <laughs> that the trauma that was going to No, I was wondering why my family didn't tell me about oh. that. I was like, because I always tell them I keep dream, having this dream, and they made me feel like it was a dream, but so it was what a was memory. The dream if you... It was a childhood trauma. Okay. It definitely was a childhood trauma. Okay. So the next day, I'm like, if I go in brain training, I might remember more. I, I don't know if I want to remember mm. more. Mm. And I'm realizing that there was more issues in my tissues than I thought there was. <laughs> you know, and that's the day I, I snapped at Anine, you know? Mm. And... You snapped at Hanine who works yes, for us, Yes, who works right. for Inception. Mm. And she, she, she could have, it would have been good if she snapped back, it would have been like her right, you know, I was rude. You know? But she, she didn't snap back. She was personal and she was caring at the time. And that what made me have this like special liking for Anine because I was wrong, but at the same time I was going through something. And mm. instead of her seeing that I'm just wrong, she realized that I was going through something at yeah. the time. And she remained professional and caring. And for me, that I, I still feel to this day that she's, she's good for Inception, you know. Mm-hmm. There's always growth for everyone, but yeah. that moment there is what made me every time I was like, is it in there? <laughs> you know? Well, that's because, you know, Inception, what it represents too is when you walk through the door, it's a safe place for you. Yeah. You know, and you don't, you don't necessarily know. You don't know feel it's judged. Sep- right. You don't feel judged because we talk, we talk about emotions yeah. all the time. We talk about stuff that surface. All this is And normal. you know you're going to get help. When you walk through the door, if you're... Like thinking about to go inception, I promise you. When you walk in the door, there is someone there ready, willing, and able, and equipped to help you, and they want to. This is not a a, a payment thing at inception, because I personally feel like if I had shown up to inception the way I was, and I'm like I'm here, but I, I can't pay for this. I'm not saying y'all show up there and say y'all can't pay for it. No, it's a business, okay? <laughs> because of how bad my situation was, I still feel like I would have gotten help based on how you, your mom, and the staff cared for me there. Like it was team there. It wasn't a client coming and she's paying. Let's do this. It, it was never that. If it was that, I wouldn't have come back. Because I I get the the foothold that I needed to help myself, Mm. you know. So with all those memories coming back, I was just like, man, like, this is now probably like a week in. This is now when I am saying, okay, now they're definitely doing something. It's, It's working and, you know, and 
I still have my paper with the routine at home. I saved it that Hanin write down for me. Mm. So my sessions were pretty aggressive. I realize now how aggressive I was. Yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. it was yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> I thought <laughs> I thought it was yeah, no, no. I told yeah. you. I was like, because when people say that, I'm like, you know, going through the services mm-hmm. is one thing. Mm-hmm. You can get through the services. Mm-hmm. That's the experience. Mm-hmm. So it's three things. Experience, process, integrate. That's mm-hmm. our standard, EPI. You're going to go through that. So you're going to come in, you're going to experience the services, and you can come in and do all that all day, right? The processing part, see, you had yeah. that came up. You start to process old traumas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The processing and integrating part, Yeah. that's the tough part. That's why I say slower is typically can be better. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, Kale, she don't know what she's in for. But I was like... Yeah, listen, long as you cool, mm-hmm. I'm cool. So don't be mad at me when you crying and you sobbing. <laughs> oh, can't stop crying. Like, it got to come up, right? So yeah. we talk about the experience. You had the experience at Inception. Even you start to process old memories and things. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the integration period when you had to go back home to the Bahamas. Because the doing the services and getting better while you're in this environment, that's cool. So but we, yeah. you know... You're going to see how it really impacted you when you go back to your yeah. old environment. So how was it when you went back to the Bahamas? What was everybody's reactions? So we are going to go back to Ashim, you know, that worker does, that was just there. <laughs> Shim, what, what were I paying you to do? <laughs> oh, but he's who picked me up at the airport. So the day when I was leaving, I got my hair done and I got my eyebrows done. I didn't have no makeup here but I remember wanting to put on makeup and mm. that's something I didn't do for years and you know remember I'm like I'm, I'm a girly girl now you know I, mm. I want to do all these things I remember you know and he tell me where I could have gotten my nails done too mm. so when he picks me up he never seen me in this form remember he met me right in the bad state right mm-hmm. so he never so he picks me up and I'm sitting there and he keeps looking over at me and I'm like, what happened? Why are you looking at me? Like, what happened? You have something you need to say? Like, mm. I thought something happened that he's trying to figure out how to tell me. Mm. You know, I was away from the business for three weeks. So I'm thinking something happened. He's like, you look good, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, he tell me how good I look. I was like, okay. So, mind you, he was seeing like a little bum girl all this time. Mm-hmm. He never seen me before like that. So I was like, okay. So he's like, I go in on the tracks. I don't want to take you home. You know, I was like, okay, let's go on the tracks. Cause he wanted to show me off, you know? So we go on the tracks and I'm seeing people turn around again and look at me. I'm used to that prior to this. And I was like, what are they looking at? Cause it's like for me, I only, I only comb my hair and, and just do a little something. So I was trying to figure out what they look at. And he kept telling me like, oh, you look really good. But prior to this, my face is always made up. All my pictures, I look mad like I'm in a fight with the world. Mm. My facial features wasn't like that anymore. You know, right. I was smiling and all that. So they, they are, he, that's what he was seeing. And I'm like, like well, what, what's going on, you know? Well, he experienced you. Um, and this is how I experienced you. Because we talk about um, this, the, the different trauma states um, or um, different regulation uh, states one you you talk about being in fight flight freeze um those are defense patterns but what's the other state the other state is social engagement it's oh openness. no i wasn't talking to people no 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 that's what i mean i'm mm-hmm. not meaning that i'm saying that when you came back 
you opened up. Mm-hmm. Your energy opened back up. Mm-hmm. Your 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 continence changed physically. That changes, and when people see that, you look good. It had nothing to do with the makeup. It had nothing to do no. with your hair. It had to do with your spirit. Now that yeah. people can feel you alive, you smiling. Exactly. People can feel that, right? Yeah. And they and they start to feel that, and they're like, "What? We, they, you because when just people, gave you some when pill, people huh? say that to me, no, I'm like." really like it, it blows me away you know when people say to me like your energy is so calm and loving I, I i really like being around you know sometimes in my mind i was like boy if you only know <laughs> you know where i'm mm. coming from you know mm-hmm. but um like when that happened like i was like okay so it showed side too okay so i realized what was going on inside of me was now coming out because when I tell everybody that this is my description for how I came into this um, inception, I was like a cat that ran over by a trailer. Mm. But when I came out, I was a roaring lion. Mm. So I only had gotten better at business. I, I My creative thinking is what blew me away. I was creating stuff that I didn't know I could do. Like I needed a new menu and the guy took long. And I went and bought an app and I did it myself. Mm. I did it myself in three hours. And when I finish, I look at it and I look at previous one. I'm like, I did it better than what I paid people to do. It's like, how oh, I, I, I even know how to do this? I didn't know I know how to do this. And I realized everything when it comes to my hands being creative, even how I decorated food changed, you know, I felt like. It was just a whirlwind. My mind changed. I did not go back to how I was. I am a better human being. I, I think different. My, the way how I process stuff is definitely different. If something is wrong and I can't fix it, I do not dwell on it anymore. And it doesn't become the center. I can't do this and I dwell on it. It's like, okay, I can't do that. There's somebody else going to do that. I, I quickly move on from whatever it is. Right. So that in itself for me was was different because something goes wrong, like this need to fix right now and I will dwell. You have to find at least three person who know because I don't know and this need to, no, I move on. Okay, that will go on further. There, There's no stress in there. Like I, the only thing that could or would stress me now is things pertaining to my kids. Everything else is fixable. It doesn't matter. It's life, life, move on. And know? that just shows you, though, as a high-functioning person, again, uh, you know, um, owning businesses, um, very high-profile, being around high-profile people and things of that nature, and, and you going through what you're going through, it just shows you that for all these high-functioning, high-profile people out here, like, w- what you are accomplishing in mm-hmm. those states Imagine what you could accomplish if you just went and got your mental, emotional shit together. Listen, I am, like, like we said off here before, I am amazed that the stuff that I chase, I sit and watch it come to me. Mm. I am amazed that I I turn down stuff. Like, before I'll be like, okay, I could do this. And I was like, nope, not doing that. You know, I, I am amazed at me saying no. I Prior to this... There are people who are still close to me that I was never able to say no to. No, I'm not being a part of that project. I don't like what it stands for. Because there's a lot of projects that I do that I didn't like what they stand for, you know. Mm. You know, in business, you got to be a shark, you know. And I could see somebody's idea and I, I could build on that real quick. Mm-hmm. And if 
let's just say a millionaire is doing this, there's endless resources. So I could let your idea look like it wasn't even yours. Right. You know, well, that's how I feel. But <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, so I could do that and I would have absolutely no remorse. Like mm. it's business. And really, that's what it is. It's business. Now, I'm like, no, I'm not I'm not I'm not going to be a part of that project. I'm sure somebody else. Will, but I, I don't. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't want to be a part of that. I am making decisions now and saying no. And I am happy with those decisions. I am at peace. And, uh, you know, I tell people. You are enjoying all these things because you you never, you never tasted peace. And I tell everyone, I say I know what peace feels like, and I never know what peace feels like prior to inception. And I don't let nothing, no business, no human, no child, not even myself, interrupt that peace because we interrupt our own peace too. Yeah, I what? Well, like, I think majority of it because yeah. we talked about being stuck in psychological time. Yeah. And psychological loops where we, we spend our time. Because when you start to really think about, if you go back and you think about the things that you deal with, a lot of it is not even real. Mm-hmm. It's stuff that's in the past or in the, in in your the head. projected future. Someone slap you, so you think this person's going to slap you. But the problem is, if you're stuck in these two psychological states, you, you're not in this present moment. But if the mind is there, guess where the body is? The body is there too. <laughs> yeah. The body is stuck in yeah, depression of the past or anxiety of the future. The body is still stuck. So when you came to Inception, you do all these services, you get space. And when you get that space, guess what pops up? Everything. Peace. And listen, I tell everybody, you could do all these things. I say you could, they say sin is sweet. You don't know how sin ain't sweet. <laughs> Peace sweet. Like, mm. you know, that. You know that's a favorite quote. Sin is really yeah. sweet. I was like, that's because you never tasted peace. I tell everyone that I was like, if you think sin is sweet, that's because you never tasted peace, you know. But every, there are so much persons that ask me about it when I went back. Because when I went back, it was visible to everyone. I was still, remember, I was still performing. I was performing higher when I went back. I was combing my hair. Mm. I was doing those things again. You know, I remember not wearing the baggy shirt one day when I was at the restaurant because, you know, I wear the large shirt with my logo. And now I went into a small, my normal size. And this one person was like, where did the body come from? Mm. <laughs> like, you always looked like this. And I was annoyed with it. But then after I sat and thought about it, I was like, yeah, you, you've been looking a little shaggy and dressed in baggy. So, you know, but my my daughters, like I said, you know, I, I went in the room and I'm talking, I'm interacting with them. And they're looking at me like, we're like, what's going on? Even you know? your therapist, too. You ran, yeah. you ran into it at the grocery store. What I you ran it, yeah, at the food store. And he saw me and he was looking at me. And, you know, I say, I went to that place, but I did tell everyone that I'm coming to Inception and no one, everyone that I told about Inception, I showed everyone your page before I came here and everyone was like, that don't make any sense. (laughs) Don't go. The only person that said, give it a shot was Brad. Brad is my confidant, my business partner, my punching bag, whatever I, Brad is the friend that I am to everyone business wise. And Brad, shout out Bradley Ola. He was the only person who said, "Go." He's like, "What's what? What? What's the loss?" Yeah. What do you he, have to lose? Yeah. Right? He was like, "What do you have to lose?" He says, "Okay, you 
blow say 110 grand going up there because at the time how I had to reroute my flight my my ticket alone I think at the time ran me into three thousand dollars oh coming I was about here. to say you ain't spend 10 grand with me <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I no, would remember that you know so the, the ticket was even though was, you said uh, you wanted to give me 10 grand but I know Ashim says me. I owe you that <laughs> he says I owe you that money but the, the ticket was the, the difficult because remember I rerouted from yeah. California and I'm mm. going back to the Bahamas true New York so that was it. He was like, so he was like, so what? You blow a 10 grand going up here? What did you lose? 10 grand? That that um, let, that lets everybody know again how high functioning this person is. <laughs> oh, you just blow 10 grand? <laughs> like, like, yeah. No, he was just like, so mm-hmm. what's going to happen? How long is it going to take you to make it back? All right, fine. If you lose it and you want your money back, I'll give it to you. But, but try it. Mm. That was the only person. Yeah. You know? And then everyone was like, it can't be that bad. It can't be that bad because I was functioning. You can't with be that business. bad, but you lost like seventy pounds. Yeah. Right? So because everything yeah. else in sleeping the three prof- hours a day, right? It's prof- in the professional business life. I'm like, so even June and she, when I told them I was going, June said she asked me. She was like, "Well, why you want to go there? It's so far away." I mean, I went to California. California is far than here, you know, but they didn't see anything wrong because there was Hollywood. There was all the nice Mm -hmm. stuff there where I was going, you know, but it was like, it's so far away. You sure you want, and you can stay that long, you know, like, why you want to go? You think like you really need all, you soon stop crying. like, I've been crying for over two years. I didn't want to have sex for over two years. I didn't want to eat for over two years. The only thing I wanted to do was make money because it kept me somewhat not crying. Kept your but, mind on right, something else, yeah. The minute that stopped, my, it, my health surfaced again, mm. you know? So everybody asks me like, do you really think that it's that bad? So when I say, I say, you know that I'd be praying to die. Mm. You know, I tell them, I say, I'll be praying to die. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, why would you do that? And they don't understand. You weren't praying to die for death's sake. No, You're I wanted to the pain to go. You feel. Yeah. It, yeah. It, I didn't, I never really wanted to die. I just figured that I would have peace. I wouldn't be in this pain. And like I say, you know, when you have emotional pain and physical pain, the physical pain from that you feel from an emotional pain when you take painkillers, it doesn't go away. No, it does. You, I still felt that. You know, mm-hmm. I am happy that I didn't consistently try to go on different painkillers. You know, I even because it was physical, I bought Voltaren cream, and I would what? rub it here. Voltaren is a cream that arthritis people use. It's good for pain. Okay, and I would rub it here, saying it would go. It's gonna go away, and I would feel it heat up. It never went away, yeah. you know, and I I took um, painkillers. I would still feel it, you know. So I was like, maybe that's why they think I'm crazy. And I can't see, I can't understand for the life of me how someone comes to you for help and says, this is what I'm going through. And you make them feel worse than what's how they came in. So going back again, when the therapist, I told him, like, you know, I said, I went to the place because I was going to so much places, Inception wasn't at his, is for mine. So when I told him, while I'm telling him like what I did there, and he's looking at me talking to him, he never seen me smile. Mm. 
So he's seen me smile and I'm telling him, I'm telling him, oh, and the people there are so nice. And, you know, oh, I went into the flow tank. And when you go into the flow tank, this is what happens. And I was like, oh, when you come out, you feel so zen. And, you know, I'm, I'm talking to him with my hands and all these expressions. Before, I would be like this with my head down and... Mm my voice wouldn't go into high pitch, you know. So now he's seeing someone bright eyed and, and, and smiling at him and he's looking at me with all of that and he's like, and what medication did they give you? Because he thought I was on medication. Mm. I was like, no, it's all holistic. I, I never took any of the medication. I, I didn't go to the place in Miami. I went to the place in Michigan. Shortly after... I noticed one of them followed you mm. <laughs> on Instagram. And I was like, well, look at this, you know, because no one, I don't, it's, I, I think it's a lack of knowledge too why no one would say like go. And I think no one took the time out to read. You know, they might have seen that you offer this, but they didn't take the time out to read on the service that you offered. Well, I the, did. The problem is it's, it's, it's not even education on the services because the services is, uh, is, is after. The, the, the education has to come on the problem. Mm-hmm. And people only think about the problem like, you know, traumatic experiences happen and then life just goes on like it does go on. But your body doesn't just go on in the same way. Like one nah. one experience I mean, and the experiences that I had that I uh, in my life. And it's it's not like I was like beat or molested because, again, we try to we try to measure traumas in a way it's like that doesn't mean anything because you weren't beat or molested like you yeah. could have been raised in a really good family experience trauma that's true and not understanding how trauma affects the brain and the body and the brain and the body it doesn't care about your inability to sleep mm-hmm. it don't care about your happiness it does it cares you know what it care you know what it cares about you being alive safe. <laughs> being safe yes you alive very much oh alive. you lost 60 pounds but <laughs> we living mm-hmm. you good you ain't put no makeup on but we living mm-hmm. so i had to learn the mechanics of the brain and the body. Mm-hmm. I had to learn about how trauma works. That's just coming from an engineered mindset, yeah. you know, and then now make these, I didn't, nobody had a blueprint for inception to pick this piece and pick this tool and to, no, I've done 60 different things, alternative. And I picked the ones, because you should see an exception beforehand or my neuro fitness center. I have stuff in there that you ain't even seen. <laughs> I got stuff on my house that people don't see. But it's just yeah. like until we understand the real problem, we won't know how to use have the applications. Yeah. And so that's why there's so much so much uh education. Mm-hmm. Like like I'm in a business. That's why I say if anybody wants to try to take what I had, go go have at it. You're gonna have it's a, not gonna be the same. You're gonna have a hard time because you don't understand the philosophy and we have yeah. a philosophical framework. That's why when you told me about it, I'm very confident about what we can help you with. Yeah. I'm not diagnosing you, I'm not treating you. Mm-mm. Our our tools at inception are just only they're supportive. Mm-hmm. They're safety, you know, for the brain, the body to find its way back to presence. Because you talked about peace. Where well, you think peace lives it? Lives in presence. Yep. The present moment. Not being in fight flight. Not being Thinking in freeze. Thinking the past or the future. Being co-regulated, open. Yeah. And I think that um, you were wanting and you were praying for God to wake your uh, boyfriend up after he passed away. 
but really that experience was there to wake you up yeah. to yourself. Because if you told me something, you said, David, I'm very glad that you experienced the traumas <laughs> yes. and I understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But as you look back, Kel, like once you get better, and this is the state that I'm in, once you mm-hmm. move yourself, when you want a very dark place mentally, emotionally, physically, once you move from that pace, place of pain, once you move from post-traumatic stress to post-traumatic growth, yeah, can't nobody tell you anything. I know, and anything, and, and that's the same subject I, I share about inception. You know, somebody could look at what you have. Let's just say seven million. You're looking be like, oh, so his stuff is working. Okay, and we can we can add this to it. It still would not be the same. You know. The staff, how you train your staff, it would not, it just would not be the same. They wouldn't know how, even if they copy the circuits that you're doing, they, when I come in and say, hey, this is what is going on, it's like, okay, you could try that. They would not know how to relate. No. They would not know how to relate. And when I say, okay, this is what's going on now, just like when I snapped at Anine, and he knew what was going on, that's why she could have, they wouldn't, they would, they would just be like, well, we would have to cancel your services for today because we don't tolerate this kind of behavior because they went into it all for the money. Yeah, you know, well, and they wouldn't know mm. what we we're going through. They wouldn't know, you know, any of that. You know, so I, I look at it every time and I even if I saw some place with the same setup as Inception, I don't think I would be able to walk in. You know, Inception is my peace spot. It's, it's a baby to me and I, I've watched you grow and I admire you so much. And I've I've watched people come into Inception and try to attach themselves to your business. And it, it hurts watching what you go through from a person who's into business myself. But at the end of the day, I'm like, it's, I could look at it and say, it's not going to happen. You're at the center of your business. Your business is you. When I look at you, I say, he went through what I go through. If you do it, I could do it. Exactly. And you are involved. It's not, you didn't open up Inception and just leave it down there. You are there. You know, you're you're constantly reassuring I'm people on there. social media. I'm not there you're anymore. Physically, physically, but, physically, but, but you're, you're, you're there. Yeah. <laughs> you're and very I, and, involved. And I was there. It, listen, if a float tank go down right now, who you think they're fixing it? Exactly. <laughs> okay. Like, like, right. so it's just like, I've. I put in the dues and work there. Mm-hmm. A lot of people want to come in, open these types of things, and you just walk away. No, no you got to pay dues for this. You got to yeah. put in. You got, and then too, the biggest thing is you got to do your own work. Like because you, you can't. To. I couldn't guide you to a place that I have never been before. That's facts. or that I've never been from. I've been there. I, I had an experience it the same exact way, but yo, trauma in the body is trauma in the body. So we're just trying to help people move from post-traumatic stress to post-traumatic growth. And I think, again, this whole experience went from awakening somebody else to awakening of you. Yeah. And, and this is, this is a question I ask, how, what did I do and how, how I did. So I did brain training in the magnosphere and flow therapy, all the full sessions in the morning then I went back to my hotel and sleep, and I came back in the afternoon, and I did the exact same thing. Yeah, you did. Two, you did two a days, which is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Call me crazy, but it worked. <laughs> but, but hey, you it know, worked. Yeah, it was it worked. aggressive. I knew that I needed to do it, and when David see, I I had to do it. So I'm just saying to somebody, if you have doubt coming, 
you could hit David up. He answers. He actually replies and answer you. <laughs> Do it. You have absolutely nothing to lose. I promise you're going to become a better version of yourself. And that's the end of wealth, guys. Till next time. You've been listening to the Inner Wealth Podcast on EYL. Theme song produced by Be Ready for West Coast Creations. I am Razcast, reminding you to take action, be proactive, be congruent, get out of the matrix, get your mind right. We've automated mental health at inception. Join the movement. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.